When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you very much to BetterHelp and Shopify for sponsoring this video. All righty, let's get into it. I must say, like, first and foremost, I think this is the obvious thing to say. Austin Butler was... Oh, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> Sucked, dude. Awful I hated per- the performance. Awful performance. He is not convincing it's at just all. just like a caricature, just a bad kept, impression. I kept on seeing Austin the whole time. I could not see... Oh, he was he was phenomenal. I, I yeah, really... I like. Know, I mean, yeah. you could tell how much he seeped into this performance. I mean, uh, not to get into a compare game, but like I would say I would put him on the level of... Uh, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but the film The Doors with uh, Val Kilmer. Sure. Uh, he, I mean, Val Kilmer, like, just took it to another level in that film. And I would say same thing with Austin Butler in this film. Like, I mean, he he's Elvis. <laughs> uh, he's just phenomenal. And I love the journey we go through with this character, you know, just from. And again, it took me a little bit at the beginning, just the style of editing and the nonlinear storytelling but once the film uh, once we got a little more into the film I was like okay I'm a little more on board here because um, Buzz Larman I mean to his credit he's got a specific style of how he likes to make films which again uh, let's see Richard Roxburgh uh, he's got a specific style like how he likes to make films and again I respect that I want all filmmakers to make films the way they want to you know um not to be beholden to you know studios we don't want them to be like what happened to Elvis uh, here uh you know, how he was, uh, unfortunately. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because I didn't know, and I know people are going to be like, how do you not know this? I'm sorry, I'm call me ignorant or whatever. I just knew who Elvis was. I just knew how great oh, his songs no. are. I didn't know any of this. Colonel Parker, I had no idea any of this stuff. So, like, I mean, I was grateful to find out about all this, although also, too, like, that sucks. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. and that's, like, that's, that can be the horrors of humanity too of just like people using you for personal and financial gain and it was awful and obviously there were times like you know the the oh i thought we were oh is this shazam what's going on here oh oh it's just the logo sure um i mean there were times obviously where like you know the colonel did help him in terms of financial gain and all but overall like he was using him and it was awful how he used him and obviously like you know that's a big part of like you know just what let out of his heart and just like he didn't give a damn about him he just what he brought to the table is all he gave a damn about and you know i just um what i loved too about elvis was just like you know he he was a good person at heart and like you know he didn't see color in terms of like when there was such racial divide when there was such racial divides in the country and all that and like and also too because he grew up at it you know uh, in the neighborhoods uh and um, I appreciated that, and um, I love that, like, at the end of the day, like, his soul and his life was music, and that's what he could come back to at the end of the day, and that's where he spoke his soul and his voice through, and I love that. I thought that was just such a beautiful message to carry through. I got more to say, but, Jean, what do you got to say about the film? <laughs> yeah, man, I agree. Uh, I mean, absolutely, this movie when it was first coming out and everything and they were dropping trailers like that was the first i had ever heard about 
Colonel Tom Parker uh, in any. Yeah, like I, I only knew the the bare basics about Elvis's story in general. You know, I've seen a couple of his old movies on Turner Classics or whatever. I've heard some of his biggest songs, but I don't have any deep cut knowledge of his catalog. I don't have any knowledge of his history, really. So this, in a lot of ways, is a big primer. And there are a lot of Elvis movies. This made me curious to, to check out. Me too. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I think it's... It's an interesting story they draw here because obviously Tom Parker is the Salieri presented in this, you know, iteration. Mm. And uh, and and I think there is something interesting to that. Like, yes, I, I think it certainly seems that he was an opportunist and he was a bit of a of a huckster. But um, at the same time, I don't know, like it's it's a fascinating little thing to ponder, because, again, I don't. Again, I like I'm going to have to go look at footage of the actual guy and kind of, you know, read further into that because Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where I believe that there is some kind of like affection there or something, but it is tainted by the leverage and the greed and the that snow business that he keeps on talking about. Like, I think there is a part, at least as illustrated by this of Tom Parker that does, you know, kind of crave some kind of love and, and admiration and gratitude for what he's able to do. And like, it poses the question of what would Elvis's career become if he hadn't had Tom Parker, if he had other people, if he was making his own decisions, if it like, this is so many it's one of those fascinating chronicles of like so many points of no return where, you know, if he had just left and, you know, started working with these other people at this time solely, or if he had taken full control of this, at you know, this time solely, what would that have looked like? So I think it's a, it's a very fascinating portrait here. And yeah, Elvis does get a lot of criticism in culture for being a culture vulture, as they say. And that's something that I also don't know a, a heap ton about. And I think the movie here. Like, that's something that I, I still would like to, you know, uh, examine some kind of deep dive into compiled by somebody who obviously, you know, has researched this fully. I like that the movie at least acknowledges and like I didn't know at all that he grew up in like a, a black neighborhood and, and you know, like they were, you know, poor enough his family that they had to move out of, you know, white society into black society. And, and that certainly to me speaks to a greater authenticity in terms of where that inspiration comes from. Cause there's a lot of appropriation in rock and roll music and, and a whole bunch of, you know, other styles of popular music that is stemming from the blues and gospel and soul and, and rhythm rhythm and blues and all sorts of other things. A lot of black music jazz. and, and jazz definitely. And, you know, I thought they did a nice job of at least acknowledging that that's part of his roots uh you know i think it would have been interesting to spend more time with some of those like we we've spent a little with bb king we see sister rosetta tharp a few times but like to actually spend some intimate time with them would have been interesting and i think you know they they do at least touch on the idea that you know here and there he does sort of directly acknowledge the culture that inspired him but i think there are also arguments on the other side that he could have probably done a whole bunch more in that respect you yeah. know to really elevate those musicians and to aid in the pursuit of civil rights uh so like in that sense i feel like the movie is is a bit glossed or a bit vague it's just it's not doing that stuff so much it's not about the the uh uh, racial cultural socio impact of elvis so much as it is yeah about the rise the fall the life the times and as such uh yeah i thought this was fascinating and it definitely smoothed out as it went along because 
I think Baz Luhrmann, the more we go, like I like Baz Luhrmann's style generally, but you know, as time goes, he definitely has a unique and very sort of breakneck kind of style about him. Uh, the way shots are cut and uh, composed and just like these swooping camera angles yes, and yes. like the immense glitz, glamour and opulence of everything. And I think that easily suits this person, this character, this figure in history. Um, and yeah, like as a movie, like when we first started, cause Baz Luhrmann is almost like, uh, Wes Anderson to me in that, like their style is so particular and specific that it can easily fall into parody if it's not careful. And at the beginning I was like, Whoa, we are fucking rocking, <laughs> rocketing through this. Yeah. 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 And, it, was, uh, it was hard for me. Yeah, this movie that, is on Coke right now. Yeah, and uh, and Trippy and and I thought as it went along, and especially as you get into Act Two, it started to have Sweet. actual scenes and and breathe uh, appropriately in counterbalance to its sense of kineticism and its sense of glitz and all that totally. stuff. Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, you know, you asked, you brought up an interesting point. Uh, you know, about if Colonel Parker had never come into his life. You know, how how would it all have un unfolded? And we still did see that he kind of, he really had a spending problem, you know, like with the, the pills and the women and all that and the entourage that he yeah. took care of. So I still think that would have been an issue because I think, you know, as and not to get too much off topic, but like I think like a big thing in our education system that would help is like having a financial understanding of how we should, you know, oh take my care God. of our, our, <laughs> our, our, our money. But we um, spend so much time in school on stuff that it's not we important. ought to at least trade a little bit of that time yeah, for yeah. like the basics of how right. to get by in society. Right, of course. <laughs> yeah. But so, I mean, but, you know, from but I think you did pose an interesting question, like how would his career have turned out? But it would have been nice that if he would have had like a manager that really gave it like I, I know you said it was kind of like, um, you know, he did kind of care about him, but it was more opportunist type of like, well, you know, it seems like he wants a son. almost. Like he yeah. seems like a lonely guy who, yes. again, is like divorced. He has no country. Yeah. He has a dubious pace, kind of like Tommy Wiseau. I, was <laughs> I swear really quick before you go on. I swear as a joke. And I was like, I don't know if this is appropriate to say. I was going to say no, he's, Tom he's Tommy Wiseau. I was going to say it like two or three times during the film because he's got no identity. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Continue on. He's got no identity. He's got like the the mystery sort of like Eastern European, but like from everywhere kind of accent. And and that's another thing is, uh, yes. is I've heard a lot of criticism about Tom Hanks's performance. Sorry, I'm doing my Elvis costume. Yeah, my dad right did not like his performance. He actually told me uh, uh, yesterday when I told him we were going to react to this. Yeah. Is and it? that's, I think a, a common thing I hear about this movie is that what were they thinking with Tom Hanks in this crazy makeup and, and this it feels like the most caricatured aspect and i don't i don't completely disagree mm -hmm. but i actually enjoy, I, I was he, he blended him. more i was less distracted by him than i expected to be it yeah. felt less of a meme yeah. than i expected it to <laughs> and i think the height of baz Luhrmann's style helps the performance along and yeah. i think a lot of the makeups are pretty good you know, the the most obvious one is is in the wrap around when he's in the you know casino palace of the mind reflecting on all this stuff but yeah like he's a guy with no ties to anywhere and in a certain way i feel like he's living a unique american dream of this place and time where he's not even like on 
the record, but he's traveling around. He knows showbiz. He yeah. knows how to hustle. And, you know, it, growing from the carnival into... Yeah, like there's certainly tons of exploitation and conniving, but I think the tragedy and the interesting thing is that you do get to sit there and wonder, you know, and I think posing him as the unreliable narrator is an interesting choice because, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people do directly, as he says, you know, blame him for all of this. And I think what they're getting at in the ending monologue there is kind of that all of it, you know, in life, it's probably all these factors are, you know, contributing. And I, yeah, think that Tom Parker, especially with the debts, especially with like trapping him in this residency and, and, you know, not only assuage debts, but unlimited lines of credit. Like there's definitely exploitation, but I also get the sense, or at least from how this movie's playing everything that he does want to be a father figure to like he seems to get something whether it's like genuine mm-hmm. i think he thinks it's genuine that right, he wants right. this father son and and that makes you sense. trust me like i protect you i provide for the both of us you trust me more than anybody and yeah. i'm just here to empower your talent and there are yeah bits and pieces of that that feel authentic and even though the whole thing is yeah yeah way, and to your way. point like after uh, elvis's mother passed away when he spoke to him and the way he spoke to him in the uh, the closet i mean like the dad even said like richard roxburgh his actual dad said i can't talk you gotta talk to him like he trusts you more than he trusts me He's, so yeah and so much of your life has been in business has been in performance has been yeah. on stage like like tom parker colonel parker the admiral whatever you want to call him <laughs> Is yeah. in a better position yeah. to guide and mentor and understand this kid than his actual father right, is. Right, right. Yeah. And also, too, he was also able to, you know, manipulate him at, at, at any which way. I mean, every time Elvis thought that he finally was able to get rid of him, he's like, okay, I'm going to tell him at the hospital. All right. All right. And now I'm going to just show him up at the International. I'm done with this guy. <laughs> You get the, you know, you, for, well, after he was done at the hospital, then he comes up with the deal at the International. And when he was done with him at the International, then he gives him the $8.5 million yeah. thing. It's like this, he could not get rid of this guy. He was literally a parasite for him. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was, and again, I don't know how exact, because obviously we know in films, like even when it's a biopic, there's going to be certain things that they Hollywoodize. Um, truncation. Yeah, of course. So I don't know exactly how accurate this is, but it's, it's pretty accurate. It's interesting and crazy at the at the same time. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this video. I've literally just finished a therapy session and I wanted to shoot this because I'm in this state of knowing why I champion mental health support so much. In the past few weeks, work's been a little bit hectic. It's led me to miss some sessions and I really don't like doing that. And sometimes that's when the weight really starts to pile on. A lot of restless nights, a lot of fatigue, a lot of I can't sleep even though I'm so tired. And sometimes just a very deep-seated sense of gloom. Meditating and sometimes journaling are my daily go-tos. But sometimes they just don't cut it when I'm trying to pinpoint why I'm down. And really, especially after a session like today, therapy just really helps clear the fog. Discussing the feelings is a critical step for me, especially as someone who's diagnosed with ADHD, type 2 bipolar, and PTSD. It's truly a cornerstone of my well-being. And I'm not alone in this. Many of us here at Real Rejects are in therapy, facing our own challenges from depression to anxiety, or just needing a non-judgmental space to voice our thoughts. This year, I've been working on most days of the week to keep my physical health strong, and I really do champion therapy as a way to strengthen my mental resilience. And for many, BetterHelp is integral to that process. There's real value in BetterHelp's success 
accessible and adaptable service. They match you with a licensed therapist and provide the option to switch if necessary, ensuring the right fit for your mental health journey. As this year winds down and we confront life's complexities, do consider BetterHelp as a resource. Really happy to be partnered with them this month, so you can go to betterhelp.com slash realrejects for 10% off your first month. Again, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash realrejects. So join us in moving forward stronger together. Thank you again. Thank you to Shopify for sponsoring, which is what we use for our merch store and is our game-changing partner in e-commerce. You don't need to be tech-savvy to understand. It allows individuals and businesses to create and manage online stores, offering tools for sales, payments, marketing, and inventory management. It's worth trying out because of its user-friendly interface, extensive customization options, comprehensive suite of features that cater to businesses of all sizes. Their checkout system unmatched. It's 36% more effective at converting visitors into buyers than other platforms. And let's not forget Shopify Magic, the AI tool that elevates your business with minimal effort. But seriously, reflecting on our journey using Shopify for www.rejectnationshop.com, it's been transformative. The transition, smooth, growth, exponential. Thank you again, Reject Nation. From simplifying sales to scaling our offerings, Shopify has been a cornerstone of our success. And Shopify isn't just for us. It powers 10% of US e-commerce, backing businesses big and small in over 175 countries. Their award-winning support always there to guide you. So ready to join the revolution? Sign up for Shopify at only a dollar a month at shopify.com slash rejects. All lowercase, shopify.com slash rejects. Start your Shopify success story now. Let's grow together with Shopify, team. It but, compels you to want to go out and learn more. Oh, and, for sure. And I appreciate... Of all the biopics I've seen recently, I mean, yeah, there there is structure, certainly, but I wasn't, and I know I made a good amount of walk-hard jokes, but I, I wasn't too distract. Like, it's hard to make a biopic in a post-walk-hard world, because especially music biopic like walk-hard just, just left no stone unturned, and so I think Fair nowadays, enough. especially, you have to... Almost run yourself like like I remember the Russo brothers said that thing about like we try to make our Marvel movies honest trailer proof. I feel like for <laughs> a biopic you have to make your movie walk hard proof and right. and you know I, I'm not gonna say that this fully reinvents the wheel, but this did sweep me up into its atmosphere and its world, and I thought that Baz Luhrmann was a solid choice for this figure. And the aesthetics that, you know, he would eventually embody, especially as he gets to Las Vegas. Yeah. And and yeah, the cast across the board did a great job. The costumes are terrific. Uh, the way they transport you back in time. Yes. The blending of, you know, stock photos and stock footage with, you know, what is being recreated on screen and all that stuff. I thought that was nicely chosen. And yeah, like, again, Austin Butler, as Fantastic. far as... Yeah, as far as these kinds of performances go, you know, it's such a towering thing and it got so much praise and, and recognition. But I, I do feel like watching this, I forgot I was I didn't fully forget because obviously you're aware that you're watching a, a historical thing. But like there were times when I wasn't focused on or, or even thinking about how this translates as uh, an impression or impersonation. It's just, yeah, just. I lost myself in watching the character, and I think that's a good thing, and I think that's what you need in a in a role like this, and I think this is a particular... Like, I think there are two paths of difficulty when it comes to portraying a real-life figure, and it's like you have certain figures that are very subtle in their mannerisms, and that's hard to nail down. Yeah. And then you have other characters who are very specific in their voice and mannerisms, such as Elvis. Yeah. And I think he, he towed the line really nicely of, like, 
You got to sound like them. You can't do one of those things where it's like, you know, a, a, a spiritual portrayal rather than like a direct portrayal. So like, yeah, I, I thought that was nicely handled. And, and, and also, I would be curious to hear Tom Parker like receive footage of him just oh, to yeah, see yeah. what the representation is there. Because that's the thing about this movie, I think, is you have this weird yin and yang of like you have such an immersive portrayal of one historical figure and then one performance that, again, saved for me largely by just i don't know tom hanks's natural charisma and the you know overwhelming nature of the style of the movie but at the same time yeah it's this really real natural performance pitted against this like off the wall almost like it, it is like more of a cartoon than anything else and you have yeah this huge makeup and you're so aware that's the funny thing is like I lost Austin Butler a lot of the time. Yes. Whereas Tom Hanks, you're kind of always aware of like it's Tom Hanks. It's Tom Hanks with his makeup. <laughs> and I don't know if this is the guy like in the moment I'm sitting here going, well, you know, he's we don't know exactly where he's from. They say his actual name at one point. You know, clearly yeah. he's he's from elsewhere in the world and trying to make it in the American dream. And so I could see how whatever his natural accent would have been would be uh sanded down and maybe intentionally so to appear more all American or whatever. So like I'm a jury's out in terms of that aspect. Yeah, Cause like yeah. if we were to hear real footage and be like, oh, damn, the voice is nothing like that. Then, you know, I would have more reservation. Right. I mean, then I have never heard real footage of the real Colonel Parker. So I had nothing to judge it or base it off. Like you, yeah. I think when my, when I spoke to my dad yesterday, he, like he, he knows the history. He knows Elvis very well in terms of, again, the history and, he has heard Colonel Parker, so I think when he watched the movie, that's that's where the uh, criticism came from when he said, because obviously my dad is it's like I get, loves it's Tom so, Hanks. So. It's so weird, because yeah, I didn't hate the performance, and it didn't, didn't wreck the movie either. for me, but I, I that much. couldn't really argue anybody out of those feelings. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. It's understand, like, I, I totally understand the criticisms, but again, having not heard colonel parker for not knowing him or like, it was less yeah it, without that context yeah, it was yeah, less distracting exactly, than i exactly. thought it would be based yes. on what i'd heard yeah. and two uh sorry i, I know we, we going all over the place but i also liked and this is something baz does and i think it riles people or, or people object to it a bit more in situations like this when it is a period piece or it's directly historical but i did appreciate the music flourishes both in how they incorporated elvis's music between the songs you really know the songs that were re-recorded from other artists mm -hmm. And the songs that are just in his deep cuts catalog, but also the way that they would mix in in true Baz Luhrmann fashion, modern music flourishes at times or score elements at times, taking certain songs that, you know, for being one mood and then adding score elements. So they're a bit uneasy or a bit more tense uh, to draw out that irony or, you know, needle dropping in and kind of mashing up like I think there's like a Doja Cat needle drop at some point in there. Um, you know, there, and, and that is something I could see people being pulled out by, but, but in that particular scene when he's, again, I think he's like going back to, uh, the part of town where he sees BB King and all that stuff. And, and, you know, the people are out in the streets and there's a vibrance and there's a livelihood. Yeah. And I think using modern touches like that, actually I can, I get why people object to it and I still couldn't fully argue you out of it, but I think in a situation like this, or, or I'd be curious to go back and look at the, his great Gatsby, mm. um, because like, yeah, when the modern music touches come in, I thought they enhanced a mood and 
did a nice kind of tangential thing of like, this is sort of the vibe of now as it would have been then, or right. here's the vibe then. And here's something to kind of give you a touchstone or, or evoke how it might be now with some, you know, current popular music or whatever. Yeah, it did take me a moment to like catch up. I'm like, oh, we're contemporary music here. Yeah, you hear some trap beats and you're yeah, like, what's yeah. going on yeah. here? But also, yeah, yeah. you know, again, in the mood of that, I was like, but I kind of yeah. get it. And I yeah, kind of no, like no, no, it. For yeah. sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, no. And again, last thing, uh, I just again, I, I thought Austin Butler, great job. I, I love that he was also able to embrace not only the sounding like Elvis, but the way he moved, just really like uh, showing the beautiful side of Elvis and also the tragic side. Just really appreciated his wonderful performance. Um, do you have any final thoughts you want to say? Good golly, this was so much of a movie. If yeah. We, if we forgot anything, let us we'll know. just go in the comments and yes. write an essay for yes, you. Yes, exactly. But uh, let us know in the comments section, what did you think of this film? Uh, I don't know how many other Buzz Larman films you have seen. I have not seen too many. I've seen Romeo and Juliet. Now I've seen this one. I can't think of uh, anything else. I've... I guess I've seen the ending of Moulin Rouge. That have counts. I seen? I know but, I've seen Moulin Rouge. That's um, the one I, I have not seen. Australia, but if there's any other Australia, buzz- baby, yeah. they're back. Oh. Friggin' Nicole Kidman and, oh, and, and uh, Hugh, Jackman. Hugh Jackman are back and in I, Australia. And I have not also seen Great Gatsby. So uh, if there are any Buzz Larman films that you'd like, John, myself, anyone on the the rest of the Real Reject team to react to, or any other films, let us know in the comment section. What would you think of this film? What would you think of Austin Butler's performance, and more importantly, Tom Hanks' performance? <laughs> We'd love to hear from you guys and until then john and i have left the building oh hey thank you very much thank you very much andrew hayes i make this joke often about <laughs> how you probably just left your card on file and haven't checked i don't think it's a joke man. i think it's probably real you are non-existent in our lives never Ex- sign up for rocket money <laughs> <laughs> don't find out that you still have the subscription <laughs> giving our patreon money to these guys for so long and they've been saying the same shit every single month about how my card's been on file and they haven't bothered to notify me it's only happening until you speak out and let us know that Gotta is demand a better grade of joke Oh, man, I I don't know where I have no idea of uh, at all of your whereabouts. You could be dead for you all I know. It. Off the grid, you could be dead. You could be like living in a seminary somewhere as a monk. They say ignorance is bliss. So as long as your family does not notify us, we will gladly keep accepting the Patreon pledge every single month. Because I just imagine that you're out on an island somewhere, like, you know, kicking back, sipping some umbrella drink. Money is no object to you, and this is just a drop in the bucket that you use as a tax write-off. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I think it's just a write-off. Somehow you're able to write off this pledge like a charity donation. Sure, yeah. Well, you know, he's made YouTube videos before, so that means we're in a similar lane, and thus this is supporting his industry by contributing. I hope so. Yeah. At this point, man, make it work for you. Something's something's up. I have no idea where you where you've been. Mm. One of us definitely didn't steal your identity. You know, remember when we met him? And he was like, like he said he was short, but he was like really short. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, you didn't actually prepare me for how short <laughs> you were gonna be. Spent twenty minutes just yelling his name and not seeing where he was calling <laughs> back from until I finally realized. I thought that you were lost in the woods when you were responding to me from my knees. Yes. <laughs> what is the spirit who speaks yeah. to me now? There was a haunting happening. Yeah. And we met your mom and, and I was like, Oh, she's just as tall as him. So I was like, oh, Okay, that makes sense. But is your dad also really small? 
I'm very curious. I thought about that. I haven't asked you. Maybe his dad is like really, really tall. Maybe he's like six foot ten. Well, it's like, you know, they're locksmiths. And I imagine that he's probably good at like picking locks and figuring it out because it meets his eye line. Sure. <laughs> definitely it's that. It's definitely just, that. He gets the best view. Yeah. No, just, he's, you're, t- you're cut out for this work. Eye is just right there. You are made for this. I don't even know if we've offended you because you probably have no idea you've gotten this shout out. And then watch Andrew now has grown like a whole foot and a half and like has put on like tons and tons of muscle. Yeah. And then he could like beat the shit out of us now. He probably just sits there working out in like that giant room of like his like office chair and like 45 computers. Yes. What is just playing his shout outs. He's just collecting oh, shout outs. Call me short one more time. <laughs> Say the thing about my card being on file and me forgetting one more time. Yeah. In all seriousness, though, um, I hope you're well and I hope you never unpledge. Even if we shut down this Patreon, I hope somehow. <laughs> I hope somehow you find a way to stick around. <laughs> We love you. You're, you're a part of the year. fabric of this. Happy New Year, buddy.